Welcome to How's the Market, a podcast from your friends here at Keeping Current Matters, where we host conversations that help you save time and build confidence so that you can be the market expert. Today's conversation is with Phil Gertis. You're going to enjoy this conversation. Phil is a real estate agent and team leader in Annapolis, Maryland. His team serves the Maryland and Virginia markets. They are a top producing team. We talk about three things that are, you're going to want to listen for. First one, how he built his rockstar team and really his progression in the business. Second, the two biggest obstacles that he sees that are stopping people from being successful in this market. And third, we talk about this market and how even some of the challenges come with opportunities. And he's going to break those down for you. So let's jump in with Phil. Well, Phil, it's great to have you on today. I'm excited for uh, for our chance to talk, and thanks for joining the podcast. Definitely. Thank you. I'm happy to be yeah, here. I it's, appreciate uh, it. We were just talking just a minute ago. Um, I feel like, and I think most people might feel this way, Phil, they've seen you, uh, maybe they've, they've heard you, but maybe don't know you, and so let's let's talk uh, about that. But you know, as we get started, I, I'm excited about this conversation for a number of different reasons. First of all, I did a little... Phil Gert is stalking over the last couple of days, maybe more than I should have, uh, and I'm excited because I think your story is a story that uh, folks need to hear, are going to want to hear, and uh, and will take a lot away from it. So, um, Next. let's start with you. You're in Annapolis. We just talked about that it, uh, yes. in the right way to say it, but give everybody just listening the quick story on you getting into the business, um, where you're from, a little, little bit of, of background on who Phil is. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, all the way back, born in New York, I grew up in Maryland. Um, I actually got involved in real estate when I was about 24, 25. I, I uh, owned two mortgage companies in Sarasota, Florida. Um, after that, I left the industry uh, for about 10 years and um, and and then I eventually sold the company, uh, the business that I had built for the for that ten years. Right. Uh, and then I retired. I, I was checked out for a bit. And I I am the story that you see on TV where the wife says, "Hey, you know, you're always home." Um, <laughs> that that is what my wife did, and she hit me with a, um, "I think I will go get my real estate license." And I said, "Well, if I'm always home, I'll get my real estate license too." But I think the unique thing about it was that we agreed. Uh, when we got our license to not just be real estate agents, we agreed to be um, business owners in real estate. And we took a very business owner approach. And and now we're in Maryland. Uh, We live, as you said, in Annapolis. And we've built something where I feel very good in saying we've created a level of success that we were striving for and we're still open and eager to continue to grow and build and learn right so it's been an exciting journey that's really awesome I mean, what, what year was that when when she decided and then you decided <laughs> 20 uh we decided in 2016 we got licensed in the very beginning of uh 17 okay yeah so as you start that journey you, you talked very specifically about having a business mindset Yes. Did you bring that in or did you develop that how did you because you talked about selling a company and being in the mortgage business yeah uh, I definitely brought that in. So I, I actually started my first company when I was 17 years old. Awesome. I, um, yeah, I taught myself to code uh, websites at the time because you didn't have all these sites that you have now that you can just pick pictures and drop. Right. right? Um, so, and then I, I built out this website, which had a terrible name. It was called pgadvertisingonline.com. So <laughs> you can tell how bad that was. Uh, still had to work on my marketing. Um, 
But I, uh, I built that site and then I went business to business at 17 years old and I convinced business owners to advertise on my website. That's awesome. Uh, and that was, yeah, that was my first real dive into, wow, this is what it could be like to be a business owner. And ever since then, I, I've always been outside of the traditional job space. I've always been in the sort of kill what you eat type of type of space. Uh, and I've loved it. I don't see myself as someone that that is on a nine to five. I love to really earn at the highest uh, level of effort, everything that I'm going to achieve, yeah. everything I'm going to achieve. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's people listening that relate to that, right? All of a sudden, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this business being that way. So you get in the business, you treat it like a business. What did that mean for you? Because I, I want you to tell the story. One of the things I told you, I did, did a little bit of stalking uh, of yeah. you and and different podcasts you've been on and and the sort of i'm going to call it meteoric or you know fast rise that you had in the business which wasn't in 2020 and 2021 you know where sort of you know a lot of folks had the wind at their back but you come yeah. in you treat it like a business you have some early success those are my words you'd have to use your words talk talk about what you did to to create that yeah uh absolutely you know when when we started uh, jumped in and really didn't know anything about being a real estate agent. And I think that that's, you know, people look at the success we've we've been fortunate to create with the people around us and they're, they may feel like we knew everything about real estate and we really didn't. Our mindset was, again, be business owners. So the first concept was, what do we know? Well, at the time, after spending 20 years in business or so, we we really figured out marketing and branding. That we understood. Uh, but we didn't know how to be real estate agents. So what we took was an approach of what facet of real estate can we dive into where we don't have to educate people on the real estate agent side of things. We can just show them how our marketing can benefit them. Uh, and what we decided was we're going to focus on expired. Okay. So we we built out what we call hustle pillars. Uh, and everyone's familiar with these. Uh, so expired, calling expired listings and, and FISBOs was one of our hustle pillars from eight to 10 every Monday through Friday for an entire year, no breaks, absolutely one year straight. Um, I came in the office and I called expired listings and it just snowballed. And then I said, okay, well, let's add some more. So we said open houses, right? Because we can get more and more uh, FaceTime with clients and they're looking for what we're offering. So let's have open houses. So for one year, uh, we did two or four open houses per month. Uh, no questions asked. I mean, we've had our kids putting signs in down to our kids cleaning windows in a house, That's prepping great. for open yeah. house, open houses. Uh, and then from there, we started farming and started building our top of mind business on social media. And we took the time to really build these out and create the systems right. and figure out what systems worked for us. Uh, and then it really turned into something special because we were able to then teach people how to do the same. So our first year, we were uh, rookie of the year for, for our company. Um, and it was neat because it never happened in our region. Hmm. Uh, there were over 2,200 rookie agents that year. Uh, we took rookie of the year for the entire company. Uh, we were in the top 100 agents of the company. We, um, we, we, just, we really had a good amount of success. And then we continued to grow that and grow that. And three years in, because in Maryland, you can't start a team until you're an agent for three years. Uh, so three years in, we, we started our team and we have not looked back. We have had incredible success and it's been a bit of a roller coaster, but it's been a ton of fun. That's awesome. That's a great story. What rookie of the year, how much production in year one, two, three? 
Yeah. So uh, year one, 38 sales, um, 12 million in volume. Uh, year two, 64 sales. Um, I want to say it was 24, just under 24 million in volume. And then year three, 132 sales for, it was somewhere in the 60 plus million in volume. That's awesome. And we could spend the next yeah. you know hour talking about that. That is, yeah. that is really, that's really <laughs> yep. amazing. So you yeah. get to that point and you start a team. Yes. Right? Talk about yeah. how you went from, because I, I think there are, People listening go that would say, "Phil, I love that, and I want to I want to yeah. chart that that journey as well." Yeah. How did you go about starting the team and moving to? You already had a business mindset, but but taking it to others. Yeah. So the idea for us was transfer skills, right? So identify people that were open minded enough, and it it didn't matter where they fell in their real estate career, whether they were brand new or were very seasoned, or maybe they were the agents that are sort of like stuck in the middle and they weren't able to figure out what's next. That part didn't matter for us. We were looking for the open-minded, good person. Uh, There was a a quote or a story I heard uh, about J.W. Marriott when he was being interviewed and he had had the interviewer stayed in his hotel and everything. And he was asked something to the likes of, you know, how do you train people to be so great? And he said, well, we don't. What we do is we find great people and train them on a job. Wow. And when I heard that, I said, wait, that's, that's sort of perfect, right? Like, I don't, I'm not going to tra- train you to be great. I can train you on a skill, but I need to find and surround myself with great people. And, and honestly, the, the first caveat, the very first caveat we set to anyone that would be on our team, it, it was, would we leave you with our children? <laughs> uh, because our children were always in the office, right? And, and it was a situation where... My kids were definitely going to know you. So are you the type of person that I'd want my children to know? And that meant, how do you take care of yourself? How do you take care of other people? How do you work? What's your work ethic? Uh, what, what, what's your honor level? Like all of this became really important. And we, we were very fortunate because some came to us, others be found, but we surrounded ourselves from the agent side and very much on the staff side as well with just incredible people. And it's turned into something really special because it's this culmination of great people that really want to see the growth and the success of the team. That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, I think that idea of looking for the right person that you can then teach what needs to be done in the business uh, and growing from there. So you've had a team now for, um, do my math here, four years? Yes, this is year four. Okay. What's what's that started off with the team, what does that look like? What's that journey been? Where are you at today with with the team? Uh, the team started off with um, pretty much an assistant, and and that was it. <laughs> and then and then a few agents came on, and there were about four or five agents. And and uh, you know, over time, some have come, some have gone. Uh, but right now, there's around thirty two total people on the team, and that's agents, that's staff, right. Uh, I would want from our media team to, you know, the, the whole gamut of, of who we are and what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. What? So obviously a team of 32, you're running this team, you and your wife yeah. still uh, in the yep. business. Yep. You've been through the last couple of years. You know, we, we've called that here at KCM the, the unicorn years, years that have been yep. phenomenal. Uh, yeah. And now we've been in, in this market for the past year. What what are some of the things that you've seen people excel in in this market and and struggle with truthfully? You know that you've been able to coach and help them. 
Here's what I would say. Uh, the, the shift in market, the people that I've seen really, really struggle were the people that, that lost on two fronts. And, and really, I say two fronts, but it blends into one. It's mindset and motivation. Uh, because I find that people that are struggling today, they refuse to hear uh, the positives. Mm. All they're doing is letting the negatives sink in, and it's, it's crushing their mindset. And because it's crushing their mindset, it's crushing their motivation to do the things that they know they should be doing anyway. And, and, and that's really what that defining difference has been. It's, I know I should be doing this. It's going to be harder right now. The reality is it's, it's just going to be more work, but my motivation is really not there to get going. It's sort of like, I really want to get to the gym. I really want to work out. And you set your alarm every morning, your alarm goes off and you hit snooze because your mind says, I really want it, but your motivation is not connected right. to that. And the people that are winning, I found, take the entire opposite approach. And not only are they taking the right mindset of, okay, this is an opportunity, not only do they have the motivation to do the hard work, but they're innovating and they're using what's around us. And they're saying, my goodness, look at everything here to help and benefit our growth versus it's going to be so hard. But life can be hard. We get that. But as I tell uh, my children, leaders do hard things. So it's just about stepping up. And, and, and if you look around, you can see the people that are stepping up. You can see the ones that are really grabbing hold of this. And I feel like that's what we've definitely done. We made a shift at the end of last year right. uh, in preparation for what we knew was going to happen. And it's helped dramatically. Yeah, I think we've always said this is a market that businesses will absolutely be built in. Right. It's also yes. a market that will, uh, you know, start to define who's in the business. And we've seen agents leave yep. and we certainly know that. What do you yep. say right now? Well, a couple of things about that. What are, are there routines that come to mind for you that you're like, hey, if I'm coaching somebody that I see slipping into that or somebody mm-hmm. listening, that's like I am there. What are the things practically you would say? Here's what I would do right now. To, to adjust and keep a, I always call it an optimistic mindset. That doesn't mean I ignore reality. That doesn't mean that I, uh, I stick my head in the sand, but what do you say to that person and how do you coach somebody on your team when you see that? Cause I, I got to think that you see that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely see it. Uh, and, and you're right. It's not ignoring the reality of where things are. It's just accepting and realizing that every reality comes with an opportunity attached to it. So when I have that agent, the first, the, the very first tip I will give them is you need to get re-surrounded by the people that are doing it, right? You need to get around the people on the team. And that might mean move your desk from where it is in the bullpen. That might mean show up to the office more and spend time with the people that are really high producers. But it also might mean just saying, hey, let me take you to lunch to, to a couple high producers and just not saying I need to pick your brain, but just be around to, to receive the, their, the way they think and the way they react and the way they work through their deals. Uh, and then the next, it, you know, I feel like everyone wants the magic bullet. Yeah. Everyone's looking for this thing. The next tip I will give is who do you want to, who do you want to work with? Who are they currently working with? And why are they not working with you? Break this down. So who do you want to work with? I want to work with this buyer avatar, this seller avatar. Great. Who does that person currently work with? Great. What are the key characteristics of that person that you believe is the reason why the, this, this buyer seller avatar, this client avatar is working with this type of agent? Well, these are the key characteristics. Well, 
why aren't they working with you? Mm. And that becomes easy because you've already outlined the key characteristics of the great agent in your mind. So it just shifts to, do I exemplify those characteristics? And even if you do, I find that a lot of the times people don't know you do. So if you're not sharing it with the world, how are they ever going to know? Uh, and then what are you going to do about it? Like, what are your pillars of business that you were absolutely positively willing to work until they work? And, and David, I would say that's, that's like the kicker. A lot of folks, they will work until they think it should have worked. Yeah. And I would say that's a massive defining difference between uh, myself and my wife compared to a lot of people that we see on the, on the struggling side of the industry right now. We will work until it works. And that again, we're innovating throughout the process, but we're not quitting. Yeah, that, that's not an option. That's awesome. Tell me, your, is there a, a story that comes to mind of somebody on your team that did that? You, you know, took the journey because I, I, I don't think either. If somebody's listening to this right now, it's not just making the decision, picking the target. I'm going to call it, and then it's going to happen. It's going to take yeah. time to get there. Yeah. I, I completely agree. It is not overnight. <laughs> uh, so there's a, there's a few. Uh, one I can give you is we, we have an agent on the team who um, he, it, it was around June or July, he had, I believe, two sales uh, on the team. And we take our team on a, on a retreat every year. And he wanted to reach the, the retreat and he wanted to level up his business. And um, we just put a plan together. And, and the whole catch was, are you willing to actually do it? Uh, you know, you can have the best plea in the world, but if you're not willing to work it and all you did was waste time writing right. or creating, right? So um, he finished the year with 16 sales. So in, in five or six months, he closed 14 deals. In the first five or six months, he closed two, right? You have, have other agents who've just never even done this before. They've never been real estate agents and they, they are closing 30, 40 deals a year. And it's just been exactly what you said, an absolute journey. It's been this process of who am I, what do I want to be, and ultimately, what am I willing to do to actually get there? And then we have the systems. We have the case studies. Like if you say to me, well, Phil, I want to pick a pillar of open houses, but I want to do it better than anyone else. Well, that's great because we have a seven-day open house system. It's not just this like esoterical mindset shift that we want. Right? We, we want people to say, all right, I'll, I have the mindset. Now, what do I do? Yeah. And we teach them, here's the what to do. And we know it works because we've proven right. it. We've done it ourselves. So that's that's awesome. I mean, what you're saying is, hey, pick what you want to do and then follow a system that's proven. Yes. Right. And, and yes. there, are, listen, there are plenty of systems that are out there. I don't know if you share those, Phil. I, I don't know. You know, uh, I'd be open to you, it. Yeah. You and I both know Tom well, and Tom's got yeah. amazing systems and in, in their coaching yes. community for you know following the process, but doing what works, yes. you know, and just following the plan. The best agents know what's happening nationally and also know what's going on in their local market. At Keeping Current Matters, we help real estate agents become experts. And now we've added something that will change the way you communicate. KCM Local. With KCM Local, you'll now have access to local data, national insights, and powerful visuals all in one place. To be the local expert, visit KeepingCurrentMatters.com. 
One of the areas that I see you making an impact in, and I'd love to hear you talk about it, and even how that transfers to your team, is mm-hmm. through social. And that's yeah. in the in the wider business out there. People know um, who, who Phil Gertis is through social, and it's making yeah. an impact in your business. Absolutely. Uh, so we decided that our top of mind pillar would be social media and video. And we made a strong commitment to that. Uh, we, we brought on our, um, our marketing manager. He started as a marketing assistant and is, and is now in control of the marketing department. Um, and and we, we have a media team and we just really treat social media like it is the way people will know who we are and what we're doing. And it is the way people will decide, do I want to work with that person? Right. And, and what do we put out there? So it, it comes in different forms. It's, well, what lane do we want to speak to, right? So we have different shows that speak to different lanes. But then it's also the real uh, connection that, that you might have, the, the, the selfie-style video of, hey, just talking, talking to a person. But ultimately, it's the consistency. I remember when we, when we first started out really pushing social, um, we were on Facebook and we did this Facebook Live Friday right around 12 o'clock every single Friday, like clockwork. It was Facebook Live Friday. And it wasn't easy yeah. uh, because the reality is like you got to have something to talk about, right? Right. Uh, and it wasn't easy. But and now let's shift forward. Today, we have put a video out every single day this year. And, and that's our mission, at least one video and, and not like a, a story that disappears, yeah. like an actual piece of video content every day this year uh and and it transfers it because you know i think that there's there's two issues that people take when it comes to social number one they they want views yeah uh and and that's not what i'm seeking i'm not seeking views i'm i'm not even seeking engagement uh oddly enough i'm seeking top of mind awareness that's it i want when no one when when you're not watching my video i want a topic to come up and and it my video just springs back into your right. mind and you say, I know somebody, it's Phil, mm-hmm. right? Or it's someone on the Curtis team. So it's just about understanding that what are you looking for? And if it's vanity metrics like views and, and engagement, which are great, there's nothing wrong with them, but that's not the end goal. Yeah. The end goal is connection, right? So we build this connection and that person wants to work with us. But the second the second key element to this is consistency. And, and we all know it. Right. <laughs> it's like... I'm not dropping some some truth bomb here. This is just fact, right. right? Distancy to which we do the action will dictate the level of results that we receive from said action. So we really have to decide what is our consistently consistency level going to be with whatever we choose to do. And for us, it's social media and video. Like we have attacked it, and and we're leveling it up. Like there's more. There's more coming. Believe it or not. So, what is that? Share that. Uh, well, we're we're going to be starting a podcast of our own. Okay. So I'm excited that uh, we have we have some epic listing videos that we're going to be producing we have more team content the team is getting super super into video which i love so we're going to see our brand spread throughout the team members within their networks so there's there's tons of new content that we are looking at and, and producing market updates yeah. uh different stuff like that that we're that's pretty awesome. excited about that's exciting yeah give me a couple of ideas in your head right now that are top of mind awareness impact what you just talked about right i, I want that to to resonate in somebody's head after the fact what are what are the things you're like this is one that's that's, that's in my you know in my mind right now 
But right now, really, what, what we're focusing on here is uh, the words we we select when speaking with people, right? And we're focused on listings. And the market we know is controlled by the person that controls that listing, right? So uh, our mindset is let's focus on the listing side of the business. We know that roughly 40% of, of sellers are going to be buyers. We know there's not enough inventory. And we know that the reality is buyers are... Maybe they're not entirely happy about it, but they're quite accustomed to where rates are right now. Yeah, right. They, they love work, but they're getting used right. to it, if not already. So we don't need to focus on buyers. There's plenty there. Like we'll support them, we want them, right. we'll help them. But our focus and training is on listings. So how what what we did? I, I mentioned a shift earlier this year, and then you asked what's on my mind now. It's stayed on my mind since October of 2022. Was if listings is going to be the name of the game yet again? What do we need to do? Well, we realize that people confidently do what they're confident in. So most people looked at their business and said, I need a great listing package. Well, we didn't do that. Well, we said, what do I want my agents to do? Well, I want my agents to get listing appointments. Well, why don't most agents focus on listing appointments? They're simply not confident in the appointment. So we shifted all of our training towards once you're in that appointment, here's what you do. And we found that because the level of confidence was increasing in what I do when I'm in the appointment, people were getting more appointments. In fact, I'll give you some crazy stats. Last year, we sold 196 homes. Uh, 70 of them were listings. Wow. Okay. Now, in about two, three weeks ago, I'd say around three weeks ago, I checked the same numbers. We're on pace to do around 300 sales this year. But the crazy part was about three, three weeks ago, we were on pace to do 208 listings. We had already done, we had already received uh, or picked up 84 listings for the year. So we closed 70 all of last year. And this single shift in mindset right. already surpassed that. And it's, it's really amazing because I think it goes back to sort of like a vanity metric. I have a beautiful listing presentation. Right. Yeah, but if you don't know how to deliver it, right. then- then what does that matter? So the connection for us right now is super important. It is top of mind for us. Um, obviously, we know Phil M. Jones, and he does a great job in teaching us exactly what to right. say, and we've like crazy, right? <laughs> right. He's um, so good, and we're yeah, he is, and we're going to completely, we're going to continue to study it and work on it. But that's that's where we are. We're focused on what do we say, and as Phil would say, not what do we say when we need to say it know what to say before you ever need to say it. So that's why we're focused on it so much. And, and that, that mindset is what we've taken and that approach is what we've taken in training our agents. And because of that, their confidence has increased. And when their confidence increases, their activity level follows suit. Yes. So, I mean, that, yeah. that, that point, and I wrote down what you just said because it's such a huge point. People confidently do what they are confident in. Yes, and in, in thinking about that idea, I, I would say this as well: confidence breeds confidence. You, yes. you mentioned being with people that you want to uh, create a business like, or you want to surround yourself with. Confidence breeds confidence. And then going back to the to the fill piece, the way I've always thought about that in scripting. And some people are like, "Oh, I don't want to be scripted. I want to go and do what I do." But confidence yep. comes from knowing what you're going to say before you say it. Yes. Being able exactly. to, to eloquently deliver uh, something is proof that you are prepared 
for yep. what you're walking into. And it sounds like that's what you're saying, just in a listing presentation. Yep. How much of that for your team and for you is just practice? Like, you know, we, we got to talk about practice here, you know? Yeah, it is all about practice. In fact, yesterday we were doing a training, uh, a mini training on this, and uh, uh, or, or Wednesday rather, and the whole idea was just use it in everyday life, right? It's not always about real estate, okay? So use it in everyday life so you put yourself into this position where no matter the topic, you're able to use the skills. And that's where you can mess up and it's okay, right? When you get, you're, you're gonna buy something and you're checking out, well, how can you use the skills that we're learning during that checkout process? And 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 then confer, yeah, that worked, that didn't work. Let me edit this next time. So use it in everyday life. Have real conversations right. and use these skills because then you're gonna you're gonna have it and it'll be second nature to you when you actually need it. Right. Now, I'll I'll give you an example. Um when we were talking about Tom, I went to an edge event and I was that person that didn't want a script. Like that was me okay. entirely. I went I went to an edge event and I was like, Oh man, like they want me to repeat this and repeat that, and and I was I, I had the worst I was I, I had the worst attitude I really did okay. I'll be honest. Um, I got home about two weeks later. I went to a listing appointment. In the listing appointment, I verbatim said the actual script from Edge. <laughs> and I I said in my brain, "Oh, they got me! They got me!" But I got the listing. <laughs> That's awesome, right? Exactly, it worked, and. It's this idea of like, yeah, knowing the script is great. So that was what that helped me do. What the the elevated level of that is knowing how to how to work within the script off script. Yeah, and, and that's really the key, right? Yeah. So just I know where I want this conversation to go, but I need to stay off script, and I need to allow it allow it to flow and be curious and ask the right questions right. so that it goes where I want it to go, but I'm not pushing it that way. Yeah, but so that's such a great point, but. Tell me if you agree or disagree of this. If you know the script well enough and you're mm-hmm. prepared, you can navigate that. Now it takes some skill and some yeah. some uh, intera- you know practice and doing it. But but if you know it well, you can then confidently do that. Absolutely, I completely agree with you. And and then to your point, that's where practice right, comes in. Right. That's the only way you're going to so, know. So so let's let's sort of stay where we're at right here. But I want to shift into the reality of this market. Okay. Right. Somebody comes up, sees you or, or one of your agents in the grocery store, hypothetically, or somewhere. And they're like, Phil, how is this market? What are you training your agents not only to to interact with in that? Because there's sort of this perception out there that, gosh, what's happening in real estate? But what's the real word um, or the real words you're using? And then how are you driving some of those conversations? And let's talk about this market and yeah. your thought there. Uh, for us, it really depends on the situation, the person, and what part of the market they're looking at. So it, the, it, we go back to asking questions and being curious. So when you're asking me, how's the market? Um, I might I might ask you, well, that depends. Are you talking about the commercial real estate market, the res- residential real estate market? Are you leaning more towards the rental market? What part of the market are you talking about? And then, and then based on your answer, we might shift to, okay, well, what's your experience with the current residential real estate market? Um, and, and, and what have you, what exactly do you know about the current market? And now I'm learning right. and I'm learning and I'm learning and you're giving me more. And I, you are telling me where to go with this because I'm listening, which is the, like it, the worst part about scripting is the missing feature of listening where you have to listen. 
so that you know where to go within that script. So uh, I'm asking more questions to understand where you are in the market. And then ultimately, let's assume for a moment, someone said, well, I'm thinking about, is it the right time for me to sell my house? The canned answer is, yeah, it's the right time because there's no inventory. But as soon as I say that, I've planted the seed that there is no inventory. So where am I going to go? So I don't want to plant that seed. So instead of I'm thinking about whether or not I should, sign, I, I should sell my house, perhaps I lean towards, instead of just saying, yeah, you should sell, perhaps I lean towards, well, what's your motivation right now? What, what, is, what is giving you the idea of selling? Because, well, I, I heard that I can get this much so if, instead of this. And it just leans on where are we going? Like, why are we having this conversation? And once I understand why we're having this conversation, I can then help someone determine if it's the right time to do whatever it is they're looking to do or not to. Yeah, yeah. What do you see um, agents struggling with, not only in those conversations, but the reality in their head that this might yeah. be, uh, you know, uh, not a good market, not a um, a bad market that we're in. If because if yeah. you go into that conversation and you have this sort of thought, this is a bad market, that con- that that doesn't happen. Yeah, exactly. And and that's really the key, right? So what I would say is where I'm seeing agents struggle with this is, and it's it's terrible to say, but the truth is they are uh, associating their production with the market. And, and an agent's production does not determine where the market is. Uh, you know, an agent's work work ethic and and drive and consistency determines their production and their and and skill level determines their production and then their production assist the market in growth so i would say that you've got to move as an agent past this idea that well i haven't sold a house in three months it must not be a great market well hold on what have you done for three months let's assess what you've actually done because whether i'm selling houses or not when I'm in the mix, when I'm doing the work, when I'm really working hard to get this done and smart at the same time, I found that the market always feels like it's a lot better. So it's, again, we get back to this, like shift your mindset by shifting what you're allowing to come in and don't say, I'm not producing right now. The market is bad. The reality is the market is not bad. In my opinion, the reality is we are in a great real estate market. It's just a different type of great real estate market. And when you learn how to navigate this different type of real estate market, you can excel, yeah, but it takes work. It's so good. I mean, I, I, what you're saying is what comes in is what comes out. And, yes. and and it's based upon how hard I'm working in this market. No doubt it's different. It's, it's massively yeah. different. What are you putting in your head right now to stay on top of that? I'm, I am. So I, we talked about Phil. Yeah. Um, I went to his certification okay. in New York, and then I did it again with Tom. Um, and But when I was in New York, I recorded the whole thing. So I am listening over and over and over to that recording right now. Like that is my my go-to uh, right now. And I'm the type of person, like, when I find something I'm listening to, if whether it's a book or a recording or a podcast or a YouTube, whatever, I, I'm over and over. Like I drill it so hard so many times. I'm, I'm drilling this thought in my mind uh, and these lessons in my mind. So- that's really where I'm focused right now. Right now, for me, the words are important. Exactly what to say is vitally important. So that's that's where I am. 
That's awesome. And just just for people listening, Phil Jones, you know exactly what to say. Yeah. Uh, you can go search that. You can find plenty of information. Tom's done certifications on that. I know he's done those in New York. Sounds like that's what you went to. Yeah. Um, th- that's uh, amazing because I think the reality is, and you can go in, in a lot of forums and a lot of different things in real estate and hear people say, I sold this number of houses last year. I haven't sold any this year. I haven't sold yep. any in the last three months. And that perception of this is a bad market starts to, to, to seep in, Yes, for lack of a better word. And yeah. it matters what you're saying and what you're putting in your head. That is such, such a good point. I agree. Phil, what, as we wrap up, What's one thing we've talked about, you know, you and your team and sort of the trajectory you've been on, the reality of the impact social has had in your business to this market. Yeah. What do you say to the agent that's listening right now that says, what is one thing I can do differently to get a different outcome with what, you know, what my day-to-day looks like? What's one thing that you would say to somebody? You meet an agent walking down the street. They get a chance to spend a couple of minutes with you. What's your coaching to them? I think the the first the first thing I'd want to know is what type of success are they looking for, mm. short or long term? Uh, and and that sounds canned, but the reality is, based on their answer, there's two different answers. If you're looking for short term success, you must identify a hustle pillar and outwork anyone doing that. And that's the reality of it. Like, what is that action you can do right now that in a short period of time will lead you to appointments, not lead you to sales, lead you to appointments. Without an appointment, there is no sales. So focus on the appointment. Uh, so for me, like I said, it was expires, right? So it could be anything. It can be any. Now, you got to remember, hustle pillars are oftentimes the, it's the work people don't want to do. So you have to reconcile with yourself that you are going to do that work. And then you need, to under, you need to understand and reconcile with the frequency to which you're going to do it, the consistency to which you're going to do it, and the term to which you're going to do it. So identify those and then do it. No matter the result, do it. In the end, what, what happens again, and we mentioned it earlier, like you can't work until you feel like you're done. You have to work until it works. You've got to commit to that. And then if someone says, I want long-term success, then my answer is do exactly what you would do for short-term success and find a real top-of-mind pillar. People need to know you're in business and you have to be their thought. We have this crazy idea and uh, about a year and a half, two years ago, popped in my head uh, and this is what it was. I want to be in every single real estate thought in every single market that I ever serve. Now that's insane. And I know it's, it's an awesome insane. vision. Yeah, it is, right? But the truth is that that might mean someone says, I'm never working with them. I'm okay with that. I just want to be in the thought. We just got that a might, shot, right? At least I yeah. got, at least it popped in there. So how do I just reverse engineer it? How do I do that? That's long-term growth. That's long-term success. Well, if I want to do that, the first idea is people have to know who I am. So I have to produce content, whether I'm comfortable, whether I'm not comfortable, that can't matter. The mission and the goal and the long-term Uh, success has to be at the forefront of what's on my mind. So think about short term, what what can you do right now? What's that hustle pillar that you can attack? Long term, do the hustle pillar, but also really develop your system for top of mind marketing. There are times, uh, honestly, David, I will go 
um, outside, I'll go walk by my office and people say, hey, I saw your video today. And I have no idea who they are, but they're driving <laughs> by yelling. And I'm like, well, that's amazing. Uh, you know, I'll be shopping and people, hey, are you Phil Gertis? Yeah, that, like, that's crazy to me. I'm a real estate agent, right? But I'm top of mind enough to where uh, people know me. And, and that's what I want to create. I want to create this idea that I'm just, I'm one of your thoughts. If I'm one of your thoughts, I'm doing my job right. Now, how do I turn that into a converted, I'm one of your appointments? And then from there, I'll close you up. That is awesome. That is awesome. I think that idea of staying top of mind, creating content that that, that allows you to stay top of mind yes. so that you get uh, the recognition, but not just the recognition for that, you know that you've made an impact. You've, exactly. you've absolutely made an impact. That's it. Well, Phil, I am thrilled uh, that you've spent a few minutes with us here on the podcast. Grateful for it. I know people listening have taken a lot from that. So I just want to say thank you for all that you do and just for being someone that is a champion for thinking differently in our business. Thank you. I appreciate it. I've enjoyed this very much. And, and like I told you, uh, I think we were off air, but you you take information that I normally wouldn't listen to <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Man, you make it fun to listen to and you make it hard. The best part, David, is you make it hard to pull away from. Uh, and I, and, and that's, that's a skill right there. So thank you very much. Well, we are grateful. Uh, the, the entire team here at Keeping Current Matters does a phenomenal job of taking that information and yeah. uh, building it out into uh, you know sort of pieces that you can be the expert as an agent. So grateful for that, Phil. Uh, we'll have to have you back on, but thank you for spending time for us today. Thanks for tuning in to How's the Market. That was a great conversation with Phil Gertis. You know, I learned so much in that conversation. I hope you did too, just about him, his team, and what it takes to win in this market. You know, at Keeping Current Matters, we believe that every family should feel confident when buying and selling a home, and everything we do is to help support that mission. So if you like this podcast, go in and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode, and we'll see you next time. 